This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs, introducing the new Firehouse Pub Steak Sub with savory steak, crispy fried onions, and our rich Belgian beer cheese sauce. On tap for a limited time. Order yours at firehousesubs.com today. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase. Hi, everybody. It's Liquid Lunch. It's uh, Thursday and a uh, little bit after one. It's just me today. Uh, Jen is uh, w at home waiting for uh, a courier delivery. I I'm not sure what she's getting, but it must be valuable because she's still waiting for it. But uh, we're starting the show off with a bang here because we have uh, Dr. Talia Charney joining us. And Talia, great to have you back on the show. I think you were on this show, right? Or uh, you were here before? No, no, but I'm glad that you feel I was. Yeah. Well, because we went for lunch and everything, right? We did. Yeah, well, it was a different show in the same building. Different building, right? Same show? Well, anyway. It wasn't this building, was it? It wasn't with you, so this it is was. my first time sitting down with you. Right, okay, great. Yes. Well, it's good to have you here. And uh, we've got this book that you wrote. Uh, the Confident Food Shopper, and uh, mm -hmm. you're a naturopathic doctor, mm -hmm. right? So we've got lots to talk about because, um, well, actually, um, the Confident Shopper, Food Shopper, the, the Confident Food Shopper, the Guide to Food Labels and Fables, and uh, it seems to me more and more people are concerned about the food that they're eating. We've got lots of issues. Mm -hmm. We've got... Uh, uh, pesticides, we've got uh, organic uh, things to worry about, we've got GMOs, yes. I don't know if we should be worried about that or not, and uh, all kinds of things, and people are concerned, so. Yes, a lot of information being thrown at people. Yeah. All the time. So is that why you wrote yes. the book, or what was the inspiration? Um, essentially, um, I mean, the inspiration for me being interested in food mm -hmm. was just my own personal experience of, of healing. Uh, so many years ago, before I even became a naturopath, I, had, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, and I had chronic pain 24 hours a day, and I was pretty miserable. And it just, I just decided that I was going to change my diet. I did some research, and that became, I guess, the center of how I treated myself. I actually never even took a single supplement. And I, and I turned my health around in... You know, it took, it, it took a number of months, but I dramatically changed my health. And so from that moment on, I was really astounded by the value of diet in transforming the body. Well, that's uh, what they say, or somebody says, that food is the first medicine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it's surprising that the medical establishment here doesn't uh, give that more consideration. I think but, sometimes, you know, you go to the yeah. hospital, you get jello and... Uh, and ensure pork chops and uh, <laughs> <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> I don't think they can afford pork chops <laughs> in the hospital, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah. And I so I really thought food was important, um, and that was the emphasis of my practice for years. But then, uh, you know, other than just understanding how the basics of how to cook and how to shop, mm -hmm. there's still many people who are not there yet and are just buying things ready-made or pre-made or packaged foods for many people. And I've got so many questions over the years about, um, you know, how, about the different food labels. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of 
not a lot of confusion and definitely uh, poor choices when people think that they're making a good choice because of what they read on the food package, but they're often not. Um, so that was partly the I mean, inspiration. What, what could be an example of that? Because uh, when I read the ingredients, I see the chemicals in there mm -hmm. um, or the preservatives or whatever. So what are, like, where can people... Good example. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the best examples I have is many of my patients would uh, be eating bread, and so I'd say, well, what kind of quality bread? Oh, I'm eating a... They always say, I'm, I'm eating good bread. I buy multigrain. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the, just one of many examples of a misnomer that multigrain simply means there's more than one grain in your bread. Mm -hmm. So it could mean you have five uh, processed, essentially white flour type of grains in your bread, making mm -hmm. it not at all healthy. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't mean anything about the quality. But that's just, again, one of many things that people see in the big, in the big picture okay. uh, that makes them buy something. And very few people look to the ingredients, unfortunately, where most of the information that you need is or understand what to do with that. But this book's yeah. going to help people who uh, maybe they think they're doing a good job, reading, mm -hmm. even reading the, the labels. Um, yeah. This will help them actually uh, drill down a little bit more and get a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, it's even for the health person who says they're health conscious because um, I find that many people, even, I'd say, even my own colleagues, even people who are, you know, say, like naturopathic doctors, I can uh, find uh, many even professionals who don't understand certain things about the label. So for someone who's health conscious and thinks they're making the right decisions, it's a great book, as well as for those who just absolutely have no idea what they're doing. But it's, it's intended to be almost a reference book for everything that you would ever see on a package. Mm -hmm. we don't, I don't know if we have anything here, but... Um, you mean food? To, some labels <laughs> we can read right now? <laughs> a label that someone's eating, but uh, you would see, for example, of course, there's the big claims. Um, there's the nutrition facts that some people look at, and those are often misused. It's not... Um, you know, they'll, they'll either focus on the wrong things or just get the wrong impression. And then there's the ingredients... And nowadays, there's all kinds of certifications, like a fair trade, organic, uh, free-run eggs, and on mm -hmm. and on. Mm -hmm. And people are looking at that information but using it the wrong way. And, and yeah. I've heard that people don't really know what free-run means or... Uh, yes. You know, um, like, uh, as long as a chicken has an access to a door, <laughs> even if they never use it, it's still free-run, I heard. Uh, actually, what the free run means, yeah. and I, I, I think I, I have a, a joke in my book. I try to keep some humor in there. So free run just means uh, in a barn but not in a cage. Yeah. Free range means outside. Oh. So f free run can often be equated to, you know, you're in a really, really crowded bar and you're trying to push your way through. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't wait to get out because you feel suffocated. Right. That That's can be, in many cases, not much better than the cages. Right. See? Yeah. So but it I didn't sounds even know. great. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't even aware until now that there's a distinction between free run and free range. So there's obviously yeah. a lot of things that people probably haven't even thought about. And, but people, yeah. but, so people are trying to eat healthy, or at least a lot of people are. Yeah. Um, are there any other kind of mistakes they can make when it comes to the labels or the ingredients? Um, well, they, they make a lot of often mistakes. So if people are not looking at the big, like, sort of multi-grain, then they may look at the nutrition facts. And a lot of people, because they're... I guess weight conscious mm -hmm. are focusing, I'd say, on um, the fat content. Mm -hmm. uh, 
so they'll just look and see, oh, it's low fat and assume the food is healthy. Mm -hmm. And so what I say when it comes to the nutrient facts is, like the bottom line is, this just tells you about quantity, how much, and zero about quality. So it could be a first screen, but you have to look at the ingredients because uh, you will be misled if you just go by um, the nutrient facts. And the example that I, I give, and I have, a, I think, on my YouTube channel just the other day, is if you go to Tim Hortons and you ask them what's in their soup, they have this, um, and apologies to Tim Hortons. <laughs> I don't anyways. mean to pick on them. <laughs> um, but they, if you ask for the ingredients, what you usually get is the nutrient facts. And you'll see when you look at this particular soup, it says low in calories, um, no, zero trans fats, and a few things that all seem like you'd go, check, 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 that sounds good. Mm -hmm. But if you go on their website, uh, I had to call them and get the ingredients at the time I was writing the book. They didn't have them on the website. But if you look on the website, it's a horrendous list of terrible ingredients, including trans fats. I thought you said zero trans fats. Yeah, because if you understand the labeling laws in Canada about trans fats, you know that, that um, zero trans fats does not actually mean zero. There's a, a, a small amount companies can get away with uh, per serving size. So, But the bottom line is if you saw these ingredients, I think anybody without any knowledge about reading ingredients would look at that and go, oh, my God, I don't want to eat that. But unfortunately, people just look at the nutrient facts and go, okay, Well, most people don't even, good. when they go to a restaurant or, or Timmy's or any yeah. fast food place, there's no, there's no ingredient list, right? Yeah. That's now, true. <laughs> which brings me to another uh, subject that is like, like some people they go and they buy the fresh vegetables, fresh meat. Mm -hmm. They don't buy packaged. They yeah. don't buy packaged uh, products. And it seems every time there is packaged food, there's always some kind of ingredient in there, whether it's a preservative or uh, MSG or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's always stuff that the packaged foods contain uh, that right. you're just not going to get if you prepare the the food fresh from scratch and pay attention to where it's coming from? Yes. There's um, the easiest way to better health is just not buy packaged foods. Oh. <laughs> and, then you, and then it would make my book obsolete, and I would be absolutely happy if everybody did that. Really? So that's one thing you can do, right? Are, are, are there any good um, packaged foods that yeah. are, are actually healthy? Yeah, no, definitely there's, um, like, for example, you, you can go to the health food store and buy amazing sort of living fermented foods, like, say, a sauerkraut. Yeah. Um, everything is in grades. I, it's not that I have no packaged foods, uh, but, you know, if, uh, if I do buy packaged foods, they probably have one or two ingredients, and mm -hmm. they're essentially whole foods. So, for example, I mean, you can buy yogurt. Mm -hmm. I buy plain, full-fat yogurt from one particular farm that I that I know. Um, it's not skimmed. It has no processing, what's processing whatsoever. Mm -hmm. uh, so short of making it at home, you, you definitely can find stuff that's good quality in packages. But by and large, you know, I have I have on my website um, a list of recommended products. So I keep that there for people who are not yet skilled enough. But there is the exception of even a bread that's virtually a whole food because it's made from whole sprouted grains mm, wow. kind of like uh, breads used to be made once upon a time but those things are the exception yeah yeah okay, well that's interesting yeah i'm just wondering do you think things are getting better in in terms of the packaged or the processed food that you can buy because because the the companies producing them are are catching on to the fact that people want 
healthier foods? Do you think it's getting easier? I think that there's uh, better options available, yeah, definitely, um, than they were before. I mean, because ultimately companies want to make money. Mm-hmm. So there are better options for uh, people who are vegan, people who are vegetarian. But at the same time with the push of kind of the publicity of, of health, you have companies coming up with more tricks to deceive people. I mean, it's kind of, so an example would be uh, everyone, or not everyone, but many people are into the paleo diet now. So the, uh, people have this idea that uh, more protein is better, everything is protein, protein. And so now you have companies making cereals that say high protein. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, grains are not naturally high in protein. So what they do is they take something like a genetically modified soy um, concentrate it into a protein and put it in the cereal. Mm. And then for someone, again, who's kind of health conscious, who thinks more protein is better and they just read the label, they'll think they're buying a better food, but it's actually it's almost worse. What's wrong with genetically <laughs> modified soy? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> thought that's supposed to be good for you. <laughs> I spent more time researching GMOs in this book than any other topic. It's a pretty overwhelming um, topic. Yeah. yeah. Should I'm, we be concerned about it? From from all the research I did, I would definitely be concerned about uh, GMOs, not not just soy. I would definitely. Um, it's very complex, and um, yeah, the the biggest concern about GMOs is that once you put them out in the environment, if we decide at some point definitively, like we really understand now based on good studies that these things are dangerous. You can't clean it up. Mm-hmm. You can't pull genes back out of the mm-hmm. environment. It's yeah. just it's a it's a mess that's but eternally I, there. That's what gets me about it because when this yeah. debate first raged, like just prior to the launch of the GMO back in the nineties, it was yeah. like every, you know, people were saying, you know, we don't know what this is gonna do. Why are you doing this? Like let's not do it. Yeah. And remember and they had the they used the term Frankenfood back yes. then. <laughs> and then somebody uh, created the term GMO and won the language war about that. But uh, yeah, um, it's, it's like Russian roulette. So if you like that game, then but why? Go I mean, I just it. don't get it. Like, why are these guys pushing it? I mean, I know that's not really what we're talking about here today. But it just, I don't money, money. <laughs> really money. But and yet destroying the environment for everybody. Really, the food environment. You know, yeah. um, I guess it's just short sightedness. But. Uh, and it then the damages are too big that nobody could possibly uh, compensate for the damage caused, right? Yeah. So, um, a what, sad are some, moment. <laughs> what are some of the, but I mean, what are the health issues? Because I've heard things like uh, causes leaky gut and uh, potentially, or uh, which is bad enough, but then, mm-hmm. it, but then it even builds momentum into future generations. Yeah. Uh, well, the problem with the whole G- GMO subject is that um, that none of the studies that have been done so far are long enough or good enough, and and part of it has to do with the GMO industry that mm-hmm. they will because they have these patented seeds, and so they won't allow people access mm-hmm. to things they need to do studies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say, um, I mean, there's a lot of I, I live by the precautionary principle, which is if there's, if something um, is possibly problematic or harmful to us, then the onus is on those who want to introduce it to definitively um, make sure that they're safe. Right. And that's not kind of how we tend to work, even 
yeah. I say, with our regulations in Health Canada. So just by understanding, and I'm not a geneticist, but by understanding that if you, you know, if you change a gene, that can have dramatic implications on anything, and they're, and they're unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And so just based on the logic of, how, of what we understand about um, changing of genes and then the, what's suggested by different studies, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be far-fetched to assume that uh, GMOs and foods... Uh, may be contributing to allergies, uh, may contribute to cancer, and it's that, you know, do we need to wait until we have a, we're 100% definitively sure before we remove them? Yeah, right? and, uh, uh, and the point that I always like to make is, like, why would you, if the problem is potentially so big and so costly that no body who's responsible for it could possibly compensate the victim's Mm-hmm. Right, so exactly. there's no legal remedy to that, so you you you, yeah, you yeah. just can't allow that to even happen. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, it's totally crazy. Okay, it what, is. Yes. No, speaking about, <laughs> uh, um, you know, you mentioned Health Canada, like uh, they're there to safeguard our health, aren't they? So, um, you know, they approve all these ingredients and stuff. So shouldn't all that be safe to eat? Well. That's a great question, and uh, and I don't think, uh, just to be upfront, I'll say I don't work in Health Canada. And obviously, making policies is incredibly complex, and from my side, I can, you know, just... But I think there's um, a number of issues. One is that the health food industry is humongous, and yeah. Health Canada doesn't have the money or the resources to micromanage. So companies yeah. can get away with using loopholes and you know, twisting things. But partly I do think it's a matter of standards because, as I point out a lot in my book, you'll see there's a whole number of ingredients that are banned in other countries in Europe, but they are are not banned in Canada or the U.S. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that we're more evolved scientifically. Mm -hmm. I think it's a matter of that we have different standards. Mm -hmm. And so that, to me, is an issue. so there are there definitely are ingredients that uh, that are approved, but I feel that that shouldn't be. Um, now I, there's a lot more information in my research, unfortunately, about mm-hmm. sorry, about the United States and the relationship between uh, government and food industries. But I assume it's similar, somewhat different here, but similar. So they have a lot of power and yeah. a lot of money and a lot of influence, and you have often conflicts of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into detail, but you know there. Well, when we see people going well. from uh, high positions in in the industry into high positions in the regulatory bodies, then yeah. you know you, then you just have to be careful. I think the yeah. real solution is that uh, we just have to be. We can't really depend on Health Canada or any other regulatory body or the food producers to really be looking after our health. We have to take responsibility. Yeah. We have to get educated. We have to, uh, we have to get informed and just decide what, what is best for us, right? And I guess yeah. your book yeah, that's a good point. is going to help people to do that. I hope so, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't again, mean to be, uh, I don't want to be malicious to anybody. And I, as I said, I don't think Health Canada is going out to try to um, create problems for people. Probably intentions are good, but yeah, I think the best thing is to rely on uh, yourself and some experts that don't have any kind of conflict of interest or that have to divide their their energies and their resources 
between uh, public and industries that's neutral. Mm -hmm. um, there are some great non-governmental organizations uh, that have great reliable information, like the Center for Science in the Public Interest. I use them a lot for some of the content um, in my book, and I have uh, links to all of those. So there's, there are a lot of amazing organizations that spend a lot of money doing independent research that's just in the public interest. Mm. And so the information is there for people. You just have to uh, spend a little time and energy to you know, slowly make changes and establish new routines and, and hopefully enjoy it. Yeah. Because I love, you know, enjoy the going to farmer's markets, enjoy, enjoy reading labels, and enjoy being curious and not be afraid of food. And it's part of the process, I guess, too, if, you're, if you love food, mm -hmm. the preparation of it, the cooking of it, yeah. the... You know, it's a gift to everyone that you're cooking for or, or just yeah. yourself, right? It's like it, it just becomes part of the whole process of because it's an art form, right? Food, yeah. food preparation, eating, it dining, it's, it's all an art form. So you want to do the best job that you can if you're an artist, right? Yeah, yeah. A food I, artist. Yes. I, I hope that, um, I mean, I almost, uh, even though I'm a naturopath, I almost think if I, if I would go back, maybe I would have uh, just been a, a chef or a nutritionist because I think just helping to re-inspire the public yeah. back into their kitchens yeah. and not consider it a waste of time, yeah. you know, something that's taking up their valuable time where they could be doing something else. So people can, of yeah. course, get the book, right? It's, uh, it's out it's now. It's out. But, uh, and, what are, and we're going to tell people how to do that. But uh, are there other ways that, uh, you can, that they can access you and your knowledge to, uh, yeah. to become uh, better food artists? <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm sort of all over social media, even though I hate the fact that I have to be. But um, you know, if some if people on Facebook, yeah, um, pretty much if you search the classroom doc, yeah. my website's theclassroomdoc.com. Uh, on Facebook, you'll find the my group there. On uh, YouTube, I have the classroom doc channel, and my website I have uh, a blog. Uh, yeah. Twitter for anybody who's don't tell me Still you're using, using that. I'm, I tweet. I know it's, <laughs> it's terrible. Yes, uh, I do. I do. Um, yeah, that's yeah. cool. And so, anywhere I can reach people, I try to. So they just look up the classroom doc and all these different social media. Yeah, I think go to the, the classroomdoc.com. They can find yeah. links to everything and the YouTube channel on that same page. Um, now, what about courses yeah. or seminars or anything like that? Do you do that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, I'll be doing more and more. I'm going to be doing. Um, webinars and in the city of Toronto if people live here I will be doing um, in-person workshops my next one actually is going to be on fermentation even though it's not directly related to my book yeah so sometimes it's just teaching people to you know really enjoy the, the art of cooking and things they can do at home yeah very cool and yeah okay anything else you want to leave us with today uh, well, if people would like to purchase the book. And this is what it looks like, by the That's way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Confident Food Shopper. Where can they get this? And there's you with a bag of groceries, right? Yes. I always look that happy when I go shopping. I'm, you know, I'm deliriously happy. It's, it's, my, it's my happy place. Unless I'm at, like, Walmart or something. Yeah. <laughs> I might look so happy. Uh, they can just go to theclassroomdoc.com, and right there on the front page, there's a link to Amazon. Yeah. where you can purchase it online, and a link to it says uh, Buy in Toronto, and there's a list of uh, different places that are selling it in the city. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So they can even go to a bookstore and get one. Yes, they can, yes. All right.
Well, Tally, yeah. this has been great. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Enjoyed your interview and your curiosity. Yeah, well, yeah, this was lots of fun. So thanks for doing this. Welcome. And um, look forward to getting those GMOs out of the diet and some of that other <laughs> stuff. It's, uh, God knows what it's doing. Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks. We're going to take a little break here on Liquid Lunch, come back with much more right after this here. Bye, everybody. Bye.